Hey, thanks for making pesto for dinner. That was great. <laughs> Is this good? Are you still trying to come up with a cold open? Yeah. Is it still called a cold open if it's... Uh... If it's as hot as it is when we talk to each other? <laughs> if the sparks are flying? I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is... DVD Deathmatch! Hello. 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 How's it going? Great. Great? Great. Wow. Had oh. a day off today. We, we went did. to the movies. We did. I feel like we're always going to the movies now. I know. It's like we like movies or something. We um, saw Black Widow. Mm-hmm. With our friend Luke. Exciting. Yeah. Exciting. It was fun. It was fun. And I was, I was uh, very happy that it was as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. know it's a it's a it's a risky risky thing these MCU <laughs> movies, but I really really enjoyed Black Widow. I thought it was really well done and yeah, it was good. I thought it was good. It was they, you say it's like it's a risky it's a risky thing. For me, they're all the same level of good. <laughs> like they're all like, but they, with with slight variations. Come like, on, Iron Man two. Yeah. Okay. But like, <laughs> but like, but the ones it's like they're never. They're never going to, I don't mean, like, they're never going to be, like, my favorite movies of all time, mm-hmm. and they're never going to be, like, make me mad and, like, feel like I wasted my time. Yeah. This one, though, like, so they're all in the, like, on a scale of one to ten, like, five, six, seven range, mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm, dipping mm-hmm. into four. Mm-hmm. But this one was, like, a seven, solid seven. Like, it's as good as they get for me. Yeah. I liked it. Florence yeah. Pugh. Florence Pugh. I love a her. A star. I love her. Rachel Weiss. Oh, and we watched both the Mummy movies. Did we talk about this already? No. We watched both the Mummy movies. We talked about the Mummy last week. Right. And then we, we were like, why don't we on the Mummy? Yeah. So we, we streamed them. Streamed both mums. I think we, yeah, I think we finished recording and then watched the Mummy. Yeah. That preview for um, Jungle Cruise is giving me real Mummy vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, guys, I gotta say, the Mummy movies hold up. Yeah. Hold the fuck up. Well... Yeah. No, no. They hold up. They hold up. They're they're pretty good. I did I did like them. <laughs> I guess. You look like you're in pain while you say that. Well, I was burping. <laughs> but um, no, I did like watching the first one especially again. That was fun. Mm-hmm. The, the, here's the issue with the mummy movies. I think we talked about this last week. I'm sorry. Mm. But like, here's the issue that I is that in my brain, it's all like. A big CGI face in a sandstorm, mm-hmm. which is like kind of a cool moment, but also looks very goofy because yeah. it's like, or you know, early two thousands CGI and not and all, whatever. Whereas watching it again, I was like, oh, there's like all sorts of like cool stunts and mm-hmm. cool practical effects and all this stuff, but it's so overshadowed <laughs> by how much goofy ass terrible CGI there is, especially in the second one, the rock in the second one. Oof. Is like the the oof, Scorpion bub, King oof. in the very end, and he's fully a CGI creation. Yeah, but we both were watching the first one and remembered a very specific part that at the time made us cry laugh. In the second one. In the, in the uh, yeah, and then the realized it was in the climax of the second one. And it's like, it, spoiler alert for The Mummy 2, I guess, but... Uh, <laughs> 
But uh, Brendan Fraser defeats the Scorpion King. And Imhotep, who wanted to defeat the Scorpion King, like, he hits so... (laughs) Brendan Fraser spears Scorpion King. Yeah. They cut away. They cut back. And Imhotep runs in from off screen and, like, bows down with, like, scooping arms and is like, no! Right. And it's, like, fully unironic. And it's so funny! The reason... It's fascinating. I, I'm going to grab this moment and I'll put it on our social media. Because yeah. it's such a funny moment. And the reason it's it's funny is that there's a full, like, breath. It's like everyone stops for a second. And then... He Arnold runs Boslu, in. who plays Imhotep, yeah. runs in and kneels down and screams as if every... And it's, like, it's such a, like moment where editing would have just made it seem like a normal moment. <laughs> yeah. But I remember in the theater we like cackled and then watching it again I was like, oh that's still hilarious. Yeah. Just the pacing of that is so weird. Yeah. This very specific moment from the mummy returns. <laughs> um anyway, so, so that's what we watched this week. Yeah. Uh, but I also watched I watched The Wicker Man today. Oh you I, did? Yeah, the original one, which I had seen before and I had not loved, but I watched it again today and I was like this movie rules. Yeah. It's so good. It's so I, weird. Didn't like Nicolas Cage do a reboot of that or something? Yeah, he did. And it's like one of the worst movies of all time. I, yeah. And I definitely saw that. Couldn't tell you anything about it. I also watched a movie this week right before we watched I Know Who Killed Me called Body Double, mm-hmm. which I'd never seen, which is a Brian De Palma movie, which is very like, it was very weird to watch right before I Know Who Killed Me because it's, it's like... I guess it's not really, like, thematically similar, but it's just as fucking crazy. And it's, like, also trying to be an erotic thriller. Mm-hmm. And it, I guess people really f- love it. They love it <laughs> as a classic of the form. And it is one of the weirdest movies of all time, which we'll get to. I Know Who Killed Me also is very weird. Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. That's what we watched this week. Should we just get into it? Let's get into it. Y'all, we did it again. We what? watched... Two movies. Wow. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. I, I know. They said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't be done, and here we are. This week we watched Corpse Bride from 2005, and I Know Who Killed Me from 2007. That's Is true. it Corpse Bride and not The Corpse Bride? It's just Corpse Bride. What the? Let me double This check. is Corpse Bride, and it's The Boss Baby? Yeah. What the heck? All right, let's start with I Know Who Killed Me, as we said, from 2007, directed by... Chris Sievertson? Sievert? Sievertson? Sievertson. 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 It feels like it should be Stun. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It feels like it should be Silverson or Silverston. Yeah. But it's Sievertson. Oof. Okay. Look, I'm Mike Pulasic. I can't be making fun of somebody else's name. True that. True that. Um, IMDb summary. A young woman who was missing reappears, but she claims to be someone else entirely. That's true. That is true. Yeah. That's true. So this movie (laughs) stars Lindsay Lohan. Sure does. And it is, what, two, three years after Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. So Mean Girls, like, is height of of Lindsay Lohan. Right. And then we've got a real decline of Lindsay Lohan, including... A little IMDb trivia for you. During the shooting of this, was her whole like drunk driving thing? Like oh, she, okay. She disappeared while they were trying to finish filming it. Right. Well, we should talk about this up top because like we're in an era now 
mm-hmm. where I feel like we are appropriately reappraising how the treatment of the treatment yeah. of uh, female celebrities, mm-hmm. the Britney Spears thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other example I'm thinking of? I feel like there's another one. Anyway. Well, I mean, just like uh, think of a female celebrity from the 90s, early 2000s. Right. Think and of how, uh, you know, not the same thing, but think of how like Monica Lewinsky was treated. Right. And, like all these people who, um, you know, deserve some grace and deserved some uh, allowances at the time and all this stuff. And, and Britney Spears, like the whole culture is like looking at how we treated her mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so watching this, because this is like from, this is like Lindsay Lohan, Hot Mess Express times. Yeah. Like, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and watching this again, it's like, oh, was the, like, I felt like going in, oh, we're going to, like, make fun of this. We're going to, like, make fun, make fun of her or whatever. But I don't feel like we, not make fun of her, that's not the right word, but, like, this didn't feel as, like, fun and weird this time because you're, like, wait, was Lindsay Lohan just going through a lot of shit? And, Mm -hmm. uh, because this movie's terrible. (laughs) It is. It's not good, you guys. (laughs) And and we saw it in the theater and it, but it's got, it's, we'll get into it, but it it has, it has its merits. Right. It's like an interesting concept that is just not well done at all. Right. But anyway, sorry to wrap up my previous thought before we get into it. Like Mm -hmm. I just felt, uh, I, I'm interested to hear your take on like, reappraising Lindsay Lohan. I mean, I never felt this, my, my whole thing with Lindsay and with Britney Spears and with like, and I'm not saying this to, to be like, I don't know, to like pat myself on the back or anything, but I was never amongst the people who were like, Oh my God, like what a fucking hot mess. Like what a loser. Like, Oh my God. I was always in the camp of like, yeah, that's a real shame. She clearly, it clearly the pressure got to her. You know what I mean? And I don't, it it never like was, I'm not trying to say again that I was like super sympathetic or that I wasn't like laughing at things at the time or whatever. But for me myself, I was never like, look, I want to go see, I know who killed me because Lindsay Lohan is a train wreck. I wanted to go see it because I was a fan of hers and I thought she was an amazing actress and I don't know how she is now because she's not really acting anymore, but you know what I mean? Like it, I don't know. So it didn't, it didn't, there wasn't a shift in that sense for me just because I was never kind of on that train of like, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go see this train wreck. I mean, the movie is a train wreck. It is a train wreck. But it's not necessarily her fault. No, 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 no. It's, it's just an interesting thing thing to like I feel like in the documentary about Lindsay Lohan that yeah. we'll, we'll get someday the I know who killed me era will be he- like held up as a time when everyone was like what the fuck is going on with Lindsay Lohan yeah especially like coming off of Mean Girls and Parent Trap and Just My Luck and all these like mm-hmm. movies where she had uh you know the 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 world in her palm yeah what? um <laughs> and then it was like oh I guess we'll just have like Emma Stone instead to have the career that Lindsay Lohan was supposed to have. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wow, they're different people. I'm not trying to say that like Emma Stone brings her own thing to everything, but I just mm-hmm. mean like they, you know, they Hollywood stopped calling Lindsay Lohan and started calling other people is all, yeah. all I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry <laughs> to start <laughs> okay. off on a weird note, but it's just like, you know, that's so happening in the culture right now. And Lindsay Lohan feels like someone 
she's coming. It's, yeah. it's coming up, you right. know? And because like especially I think people are still making fun of her because she's still kind of not like, not that Britney Spears has necessarily gotten it together. And, you know, it's obviously no idea, yeah. been, been revealed that like she hasn't been in control of her life at all, right. which is whatever. But, um, you know, the most recent thing with Lindsay Lohan that I can think of is she had that reality show where she like oh, opened a right. resort and then there was all this stuff that came out about it, about how she was still, you know, not in a good place. Right, and right, right. Well, and she, her, her, her dad was a problem or something, right? Like her dad, her yeah, parents were not good. Okay, we Yeah, don't. exactly. Right, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry to you, get us off on that. Anyway, anyway, this movie. Even, even apart from all that, it's wild to see this. Three years after Mean Girls. Yeah. Like, because this is a, not just a, uh, like, a crazy movie, mm-hmm. and it's violent, and it's crazy, but, like, she is doing full uh, stripper scenes. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though, is that she, so she's doing, okay, so she, let's let's go over the plot a little bit here. <laughs> Obviously, there are mad spoilers for I Know Who Killed Me. Yeah. So if you are like, no, I want to come to this movie fresh, I don't know. Don't listen to this right now because I'm not going to put it like skip ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it, mad spoilers. So we start with Lindsay Lohan. She's like, uh, you know, a student. She's a writer. Um, she plays piano. Aubrey. Yes, she's dating the football star. He wants to have sex and she won't give it up. Like it's all very cliche. Yeah. Um, but also like in a really weird weird way like it's everything just feels very strange right off the bat we're in new salem massachusetts despite what all the california license plates say (laughs) right um and there is a a serial killer on the loose like girls bodies keep showing up um missing limbs and then this girl disappears and then they find her wait this girl Lindsay lohan yes okay great and they and then uh, it's like a week or something goes yeah. by. They find her. Someone finds her by the side of the road. She's missing an arm and a leg. And so they, you know, take her to the hospital. They fix her up. She wakes up and she's like, I'm not this girl. Right. My name is Dakota. Dakota. She was Aubrey and now she's Dakota. Right. <laughs> um, and like, the FBI is trying to find this killer and yeah. she's, and so Dakota has led a really rough life, right. right. In contrast to Aubrey. Um, and like her mom was like a crackhead and right. she was a stripper. But the weird thing about that is that weird. It's not really weird, but Lindsay Lohan has a, such a strict no nudity clause oh. in her contract that they kept trying to, just again, according to IMDb trivia, they kept trying to, get her to do it and she's like no yeah so she's a stripper but she's always in she's always completely covered yeah there is one scene where she's wearing like a top that has nipple tassels on it but because the way the light is it looks like you're seeing her breasts okay but you're not okay um but yeah, so she doesn't actually. She took like pole dancing classes, right? And well, and there's a sex scene in there where she's like, like an extended, yeah, sex scene where she's uh, riding the the football player guy, yeah. Um, and it's like played for comedy with like her mother downstairs trying to uh, drown drown out the sound of her daughter having sex, yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, so there's she's doing she's doing a lot of like I'm not that innocent anymore, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um and then so so then just to like finish spoiling the movie, I guess. <laughs> um we find out that uh Dakota was working as a stripper and all of a sudden her finger fell off and then her like arms got cut and so basically they're having the movie called it twin stigmata. Yeah. And so it turns out they're twins. The serial killer still has Aubrey. Right. Dakota is her twin. Dakota leads them to the serial killer, finds her sister, whatever, right. whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I don't, I've never heard of twin. I've never heard the phrase twin stigmata. Right. Well, it's just that concept of like one twin gets hurt and another twin feels it. Right. You know I mean? Which, that. which I like, I mean, I have cousins who are identical twins yeah. and they talk about that kind of stuff where it's, it's not like that. It's not stigmata. <laughs> it's not, I know who killed me. Yeah, yeah. But it is like a thing, at least when they were younger, they would talk yeah. about how, Oh yeah. Like if she was feeling a kind of way and I wasn't with her, I would start to feel that way. And then, yeah. and I was like, that is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, to talk about that plot a little bit. Uh, sorry, that was not a good explanation. <laughs> no, it's okay. So they pick up Dakota. They pick up uh, Dakota and they assume that this is Aubrey. Right. And I think as an audience member, you're also supposed to think that this is like, oh, something's going on. Like, like she's... Um, this is the same character mm-hmm. uh, who's like having a mental break or whatever. You right. Know what I mean? But that like tension goes out the window when they start having flashbacks of Dakota's life so that you kind of know the whole time that this is not the same character. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a very weird thing where they just like don't do it right. You know what I mean? Like a, a girl gets kidnapped by a serial killer, gets tortured when they pick her up, she claims to be someone else. Mm-hmm. And then you're like left. That's like a pretty clear plot. Yeah. Um, and then the twist is she actually is someone else. Right. And that they that she helps find her twin. Yeah. Who? That's like a pretty clean plot. But the way they like dole out the information in this movie. It doesn't work. Is like, oh yeah, like clearly these are twins because we're seeing flashbacks of this girl's life. Yeah. So we know you wouldn't show us a flashback of something she's making up. I don't know. It's very strange. We should also talk about like that. The movie is, uh, highly stylized. Oh my God. Sure. If you want to call it stylized, it's literally like (laughs) Aubrey is blue. Dakota is red. Aubrey wears nothing but blue. Dakota wears nothing but red. Right. Everything is blue or right. everything like every, is like, like so many blue. Every scene has to have like blue props and blue roses and blue gloves and blue. It and is we not dissolve subtle. To blue, we dissolve to red. Like we do all this stuff. It's also like super um, gory. Yeah. The, the torture stuff is very like, I don't know if Saw predates this. I think it does. Yeah, um, I think it does. But like this, so this feels like it's trying to do almost like an erotic thriller, like body double, what I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. But then also there's like saw elements to it because we see so much of her being tortured by the serial killer. Yeah. And like so much like skin getting ripped off and cuts. Yeah. And all this well, stuff. and it's funny you say saw because, because 
my like thought and point was that like it it's gory, but it does such a terrible job with it. It's not it's not enough or gory enough or ridiculous enough to reach saw levels of torture porn, right? Yeah. But it's also not played in a in an artistic or stylistic way to make it pay off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. think of a good example right now, but there are plenty of movies that are gory, but it's not gory throughout the whole movie. It's gore that is very specifically placed. Yeah. And this is not that at all. Yeah. This is just like, here's some gross stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, it's a, it's such a strange movie because we're, we're kind of like saying it's bad and it is not a good movie. No. But like, it's not nothing. Like I was not bored. You know what right. I mean? Like it's not, and we liked it. I mean, you liked it enough to buy it. I did. I did. <laughs> because it's so, it's such a, it's, it's such a weird movie. It's not like anything else. Yeah. Like, and I could see someone watching this and really like connecting with it in a weird way. It, yeah. It almost like, it almost, um, I'm going to bring up Body Double again because I, it was so weird to watch it right after because Body Double, there's so many people who like love that movie. And I was watching Body Double and I was like, hey, uh, uh, this sucks, right? Like, <laughs> like, like the guy in it is, is not a good actor or is not well cast. The, the, it's like this classic Brian De Palma movie that everyone loves. And I was like, I'm not understanding this at all. Yeah. And, and then watching I Know Who Killed Me, which people don't love. But I was also like, hey, this, uh, this sucks, right? Like, this isn't, <laughs> but that one, it's like, I don't know. I almost want to like, I, I, I'm like, we should bring down body double in people's estimation and bring up, I know who killed me. <laughs> so they're on the same level because they seem about the same to me in terms yeah. of like weirdness and craft and, and all this stuff. Well, I don't know. It's a very weird movie. And like I said, it's not boring and it's not nothing. Right. <laughs> well, and it's funny you said body double is Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently this director is very inspired by three people. Mm-hmm. One of them is Brian De Palma. That makes sense. Who do you think the other two are? Um, Hitchcock. Yep. And uh, hold on, don't Kubrick. No. Oh, who? Lynch. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is like so apparent. It's so clear, I think, yeah. in this movie that this is just a guy who's like, yo, I'm going to be the next Lynch, man. Well, you know what's funny <laughs> about that? The woman who plays the boss at the strip club, uh-huh. um, her name's Bonnie Ahrens. Yeah. And I was looking at her and I was like, where do I know her from? She is in the most famous scene in Mahon Drive where the guy describes his dream at the diner uh-huh. and then he takes his, he's like, and then, then the dream is like ended here and it, and I went out back and there was like a monster there essentially. And then he takes the guy out behind the diner and there's like, a, I think she's credited as the bum uh-huh. and there's just like a face of a bum. And then like the scene, go, it's like, and I, I was like, Oh, that's her. That's, and she plays the bum in that, in that thing. And when I tell you, when I saw that movie in 2001 in the theater, 
that face scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and, like, I could not stop thinking about it and how terrifying... That scene is, like... I think that scene has gotten, like, memed to death uh-huh. a little bit uh-huh. in a way. But if you go back and you actually watch it, it's fucking terrifying. It's such a good scene. Anyway, so she's that woman. So he was probably, like... Like, if I had a chance to cast her in something... Right. I'd be like, hell yeah, the bum from Mulholland Drive? Like, <laughs> yes, please. Like, iconic. Yeah. Um, also the writer, it's so funny because all over the IMDb page, it's like this person's first and last, like, right. Like he never wrote anything again. I know. I I, feel bad. I feel bad too, but it's just like, I get it though. (laughs) I I get it. The writing is so bad and so like glaringly bad. You say that. Well, you know what? You know what? I I will concede, yes, but... Do you disagree? You can disagree. I think the writing is not, like, my favorite. And like I said, there's structural problems that are baffling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That create, like, a baffling effect that where, like, the the doling out of information is not uh, correct. Yeah. (laughs) But if you handed this script to a De Palma or to a Lynch or something like that, Uh like... It would, you know, I mean, and they were just as crazy and weird with it. I feel like people would be like, oh, yes. Yeah, that's true. The blue, the blue. You know, it's really heavy handed with the blue. But if it was, if it like pulled it back 50% and people were like, oh, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a weird taste thing. I feel like I'm defending I Know Who Killed Me on this podcast. You truly are. I didn't realize it was your favorite movie. I really don't like it. (laughs) But I do think it's like, I, I think... These days, I'm so appreciative of movies that are, like I said, not nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they're really fucking going for it. Yeah. And it does feel like, I mean, there's so much, yeah, the writing's bad. (laughs) You're right, you're right, you're right. It's fine. Um, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't talk about, so she's a um, stripper who has twin stigmata, who's hunting a serial killer, also, they give her, uh, uh, like, robotic prosthetics. Yeah. So there's a scene during the climax. She, like, looks down at her foot, and there's a little battery charge <laughs> on it. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and her, like, her, oh, my, like, foot battery is dying. <laughs> it was so ludicrous. So ludicrous. Oh, man. Um, but Lindsay Lohan playing identical twins again. once again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. It's a great, it's a sequel to yeah. Parent Trap. Um, speaking of the writing. Yes. Uh, the movie should not be called I Know Who Killed Me. <laughs> As we have spoiled, no one kills her in this. Right. It should be called I Know Who Is Currently Torturing My Twin is what, <laughs> is what it should be called. <laughs> I mean, I I said it should be called I Know Who Took Me. No, no. (laughs) I know who is currently torturing my twin with whom I have stigmata. Stigmata. (laughs) Wi-Fi stigmata that we have together or whatever. Wi-Fi stigmata. Um, No one killed her. She's not dead. Not yet. All right. She doesn't. And Okay, not only is she not dead, she doesn't know who killed her. The whole movie. When she says the titular line, she thinks she knows who killed her, and she thinks she's dead, but she's wrong. 
And the whole no, she doesn't think she's dead. She knows she's still alive. Because that's the whole thing is that she's like, well, that's even worse. I have then. to go after. I have to go after this person because I know who has once, me. Once, once uh, Aubrey dies, I die. Oh right. Right. So she's like. Jesus so it's not even like Christ. let me let me save my sister. It's like well I don't want to die. <laughs> and while Aubrey was being tortured by the serial killer, Dakota. Fucked her boyfriend. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> a lot. Um, oh, my God. There's some good uh, other actors in this. Julia Ormond. Yeah. Isn't it? She yeah. plays the mom. I, I'm, I'm a fan. She's good. Sure. I, you know, 90s icon. Yeah, yeah. Julia Ormond. I also, there's this guy, Neil McDonough, who plays the dad. I was going to say, he's, what else is he in? Literally everything. Like that's, <laughs> it's like that's it. That guy has been in everything. I always think of him as being from Star Trek: First Contact, one of my favorites. All right. But he's like one of just one of those guys who's just been in everything. I know um, who killed me. I know who killed me. It's... I know who is currently torturing my twin. More correctly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we will have accuracy in our titles. Yes, exactly. That's the it. next movie is called Corpse Bride. There is a corpse <laughs> who is a bride. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Direct. <laughs> All right. Is it available? No. <laughs> oh, darn it. I mean, you can rent or buy it, but it's not. <laughs> I think that's okay. Um, all right. Wait. What? Gag reel. Oh, God, I forgot. It has a gag reel. It has a which gag reel. Which is wild. Well, it's wild because, here. I mean, okay, here's the thing. Gag reel on a horror film, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Relieve some of the tension. You've just watched something super scary. Like, imagine if Session 9 had a blooper reel. Oh, man. Oh, my God. You'd watch the movie. You'd be like, wow, I'm real spooked. I wish there was something to make me laugh. <laughs> and then you'd watch this great gag reel of, like, people covered in blood, acting like a zombie, messing up their lines or breaking. So and just, like, mwah, chef's kiss. Amazing. This gag reel, Quotey Fingers. Quotey, those are my Quotey Fingers. Is like, all it is, is a peek into how awful it must have been on that set. It seems like everyone is going through it. Everyone hates everything. It's so uncomfortable. It It's bad. It's, it's bad. It, it feels bleak. Like, and yeah. It, like, there's the one actor who is, we're going to talk about Spencer Garrett, who's uh-huh. in the movie, who plays the FBI agent, uh-huh. who like, he keeps fucking up his line or someone keeps fucking up his line. And that guy just looks like, God damn it, get me through this fucking day. Yeah. So I can have a fucking drink. Yeah. Because I am done. I it's am like, done with this. Ooh. Yeah. It is like, and just ever, there's a guy who keeps say, trying to say Jennifer someone, and he keeps saying Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. And the gag reel. And it's like, but no one's laughing. No. When he keeps messing up his line. It is bleak. Yeah. And he's very upset. It's bad. Bleakest gag reel goes to... I know who killed me at this Oof. year's Oscars. <laughs> Oof, the boof, you guys. Um, yeah. All right. What's the connection? The aforementioned Spencer Garrett, yes. who plays the FBI agent in this movie, who okay. I thought, I guess he was in Mad Men. Anyway, I he was in the movie Public Enemies from 2009 with Johnny Depp, who okay. is in Corpse Bride. Um now, also, fun fact. 
fun fact, stretching the definition of fun, I would say, uh-huh. <laughs> is Channing Tatum is also in Public Enemies, meaning that Public Enemies is also a connection between From Hell and Magic Mike XXL, which was last week's episode. <laughs> Man, this is like the end-all be-all of what's the connections. Yeah. Great. Although it's not really a connection to From Hell, because Channing Tatum wasn't in From Hell. Johnny Depp was in From Hell. So Johnny Depp was in From Hell, and also in Public Enemies with Channing Tatum, who was in... Oh, I see. Magic Mike XXL. Okay. (laughs) That is a fun fact. Wow. Great. Our next movie (laughs) is from 2005. It's called Corpse Bride. It's directed by Mike Johnson and Tim Burton, Mm -hmm, working mm -hmm. in tandem. The IMDb summary, when a shy groom practices his wedding vows in the inadvertent presence of a deceased young woman... She rises from the grave, assuming he has married her. (laughs) Sure. This is a stop-motion animation movie, much like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Which was Tim Burton's previous co-directed effort. Yeah, yeah. co-created effort. Totally. Yeah, Corpse Bride, man. So that is a pretty good explanation of what it is. Yeah. Johnny Depp plays the groom. He's a real uh, shy dude. Um... (laughs) And he is, like, betrothed to an, an... It's a small town. Yeah. in a, And he's betrothed by the parents to uh, this woman who's also very shy. Emily. Emily Watson yeah. plays her. But the character's name is Emily, too. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's Victor and Emily. Yeah. And they are... Both of their parents are forcing them together, but then they actually like each other. Yeah. And then he... Gets cold feet or something. You know, he has to go practice his vows in the woods. Yeah. And he places the ring on what he thinks is a tree branch, but it's a corpse hand. Hand. And then uh, she rises from the grave, the corpse bride, aforementioned corpse bride. She's all, I do. I do. And now, uh uh-oh, I married a corpse bride. (laughs) So it's also like a musical. Yes. Um, with songs by Danny Elfman, mm-hmm. much like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And he's, so the world of the living that he's in, mm-hmm. ironically, very dead. Very, yeah. Very cold. Very, very gray. gray. Yeah. Not much going on. No. But then the corpse bride takes him down to like the underworld situation. Yeah. And that's, that's like the, the, the journey to Oz kind of thing where he like gets down there, bright colors fun songs, yeah. all these crazy characters, all this stuff. And uh, and it turns out she was she was supposed to get married, the corpse bride was supposed to get married and was like waiting in the woods for her her groom. Right. And then her groom came and killed her. Right. That's why she's dead. And this is based on like a Russian folktale? Yeah, I saw that. That's interesting. It feels like um and it's like a Russian folktale where they took that the germ of that and then just adapted it not to like English folktales or anything, but like literally adapted it to like Tim Burton style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone has that kind of crazy look to them of, I don't know what, what is his thing that he likes? It's the Tim Burton look. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, uh, you know, not to get too deep into it, but there was a big kind of surgence of, 
objecting to Tim Burton in general uh, pretty recently because he really likes uh, white and thin, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Like, there are no black people. (laughs) Yeah. There are no black people. There are no women with curves of any sort, Um, you know, and... Well, and if they are, they're supposed to be, like, disgusting. Like, the the raw doll model of, like, oh, if you're fat, that's, You're evil. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So there was a real kind of... Mostly I'm talking about TikTok, but just, like, people (laughs) talking about it and going, like... Because there was some filter that was, like... Oh, here's how to make yourself look like a Tim Burton character, and mm-hmm. then all these black people were like, like the joke no. was that <laughs> yeah. the joke was that like, oh, let me apply the filter, and then they just disappear from frame. Oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, and nowhere is it more apparent than in this. Like yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas is great, but it's a lot of like, like all the characters are not like yeah, they're Jack Skeleton and stuff. Is, yeah. is a skeleton. Yeah. Um, but this is people. Right. This so. is like, and there, but it's like, um, <laughs> it's all, uh, it's all British actors except for Johnny Depp, right? Like it's yeah. all like old British actors, like old, like everyone who you've seen in Harry Potter and everything, you know, <laughs> Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, so you've got, um, Albert Finney, Richard E. Grant, Tracy Ullman, Helena Bottom Carter, Helena Bottom Carter, um, uh, Michael Go golf. I don't know. He played Alfred in Tim Burton's Batman movies. Christopher Lee. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. yeah. So you've got all all these people. I mean, I I think you're right though. It's like if you're gonna. I mean, not that anyone needs me to sign on to this thing that is objectively true, but I <laughs> I agree with it. Like if you're gonna adapt, if they okay, sorry, if he had just made it a Russian folktale, uh huh. I feel like you could be not forgiven because why are you only why is his entire oeuvre this way? Yeah. But like. It's like, well, that's what the thing is. Uh-huh. But he's choosing to make it... He's choosing British. to just make it... But it's not even, like... It's like, I guess it's British because it's British actors, but it's like... It's not, like, given a specific time and place. It's just, like, yeah, a little village yeah. with a ton of people with British accents in it. Yeah. And Johnny Depp, who is American, is doing a British accent. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't... I, I. It's not that I had never thought about that because Tim Burton is like such a, uh, yeah, that is, yeah, that's true yeah. of him, <laughs> but I didn't know that um, that had like come up recently. Yeah. But yeah, so this is, it's an interesting movie though, as a follow up to Nightmare Before Christmas, which feels like a, I can't tell if Nightmare Before Christmas is a classic or a cult classic. <laughs> I think it's a classic. It's a Disney movie. It's like a big right? movie and everyone, and there's a whole, you know, there's a whole store in the mall called Hot Topic that's just about Nightmare Before Christmas. And, <laughs> and, like, I think it's a classic. I think people love it. And, like, I mean, this year, this past year, our three-year-old was, like, obsessed Ob- with obsessed, it. Obsessed, yeah. Like, every day, multiple times a day, Nightmare Before Christmas. And it was, like, not even Halloween or Christmas time. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, exactly. Anyway. So, um, um, yeah. I think it's still a classic. And then I think... From my memory, at least, I think Corpse Bride not received as well. Yeah. No one gives a shit about it. Right, just not as popular. Like, yeah. People don't talk about it as much. And it's interesting because, like you said, it's a musical. It's got some really good potential. Like, I, th- I think I said this. I was like, how has this not been translated to the stage? Yeah. It feels like a workshop of a really good musical. Yeah, um, the songs aren't quite there the, but they're not quite there but the opening song is great mm-hmm. 
it, so what's it called? Something about a wedding. It's um, according to plan. Is that what it is? Yeah, something like that. But it's it the is parents all talking about how they are going to get these kids married because that's the plan. Right. Yeah. And it's just it's it's brilliant. Yeah. As an establishing song. Yeah. Like it just is. Yeah. Um. And then you've got all these other songs in between the song that Mr. Mr. Bones Jangle. Mr. Bones Bones yeah Bones Jangle sings or whatever, yeah. about about the corpse bride. Yeah. Is like, mwah. Yeah, it's that's so really good. good. That's really good. And then, and then the rest of the songs are kind of okay. Remains of the Day, that song. Which is that, is that the same song? The one that I think uh, that they sing when he gets to the underworld. Like, da 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 da. You know, that one? Is that the same? Oh, it's maybe. like a, It's I don't like know. the kind of like introduction to the underworld yeah. uh, song. Is yeah. really f- it, That's a really fun song, uh-huh. but I also can't understand what anyone is saying in it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Which is a dumb thing, but like, yeah. I, I'm like, I feel like the lyrics here are good and I can't. I get, just I'm can't not hear getting them. them. Yeah. It was just stupid, but true. Yeah. Um, but then you've also got like, like this, the sad song that. Corpse Bride saying is not good at all. If he, <laughs> if he only knew, it's bad. Oh yeah, that one's not but good. it's but it feels like a musical. It feels like a stage musical. Like Nightmare Before Christmas is great and is a musical, but it's not. And you could put it on the stage. I'm not saying you couldn't. But there's something that feels film about it, and this fe- just feels very stage to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean, know it what has it is. Very few locations to it. Yeah, like it's like very contained. Yeah, as a story, it also has. I mean. So Tim Burton has, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. I guess Charlie and the Chocolate Factory has some songs in it. Um, this one has songs in it. But it, Sweeney Todd is the one, is like our, I love that movie. Yeah. And this does the same thing that Sweeney Todd does that I really like, that I think a lot of people didn't like. Uh-huh. Which is, it has people who are not singers Yeah, singing. they're not necessarily singers, like yeah. Like these, like Albert Finney is singing and, and all, like, uh, you know, Richard E. Grant is singing and all these people who are like, fine. Right. Well, but, Mr. Bones Jangle is Danny Elfman. Right, right, right. Um, and, you know, even Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter, they're like not singers. Right. But they are actors. And, you know, I think a lot of the people in this movie are good actors. And so, like, he's prioritizing that over, like, that stage voice thing kind yeah. of. Yeah. And I think it really works for yeah, me personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it I, certainly works here yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it is weird though, because it's, it's short. It's very short. Yeah, baby. (laughs) 77 minutes. Um, and I almost, it's not that it felt rushed, but it felt to me like there were, like I missed parts of the story. Like we don't really get to see, uh, Victor and Emily fall in love. Yeah. We know they do. Yeah. But we don't get to see that. We don't get to see like, like I just want more of it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Which I, which is maybe again lending the my brain going. This should be a stage musical. Yeah. It should have two really long acts and a and, yeah. you know whatever, a grand finale. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just felt like it. It it's too. It's almost too short. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a thing with stop motion animation specifically because like. They are all so short. Nightmare Before Christmas is, like, this short. Well, it's, um, like, yeah, they're literally, like, puppets that you move an inch. Right. Move an inch. And and I read something about this one where it was, like, it was a slightly different style of puppet, which allowed for more intricate movements, but also made the process almost twice as long. Yeah. Which, like, I think if you add another 
20 minutes to it, it's like it's probably another six months to a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or another yeah. like $10 million or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that that makes it. I mean, I don't know how long like Kubo or Coraline are. Oh, yeah, I don't but know. But those don't seem that short to me. No. Anyway. But it's interesting you brought up uh, Willy Wonka because it was shooting at the same time, which means Johnny Depp right. was shooting Willy Wonka during the day and then at night recording Victor. Right. Yeah. Which, like, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. That seems like a terrible idea. Right. And then he was making From Hell. <laughs> and then, no. Um, it is a lot of Johnny Depp lately. In yeah. Our, in our podcast. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I really like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I, that's why we own it. I think I probably bought it. Yeah. Um, I think it's, like, weirdly underrated. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess if you don't, if you don't like... Tim Burton's th- whole thing. This right, is you're not gonna like it. The yeah. most Tim Burton-y, Tim Burton thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so much of it. It's like this Nightmare Before Christmas and like Beetlejuice. It's yeah. like those three things. If you, those are like the Tim Burton like uh, starter pack or whatever. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> those are the the most Tim Burton-y as Tim Burton things because he's got such a like overt. Um, on the nose style to him. Like everyone's wearing this type of clothes and all the white women are this thin and have this kind of eye makeup, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Um, so I don't know. I, I, but I think it, I, I, there's something also I really like about it. So we would just watch Luca this week. Yeah. I did anyway yeah. with the kids and you'd seen. I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, and I really kind of, I'm lately really responding well and liking like kids movies that are fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And like we, cause I feel like there's a lot of kids movies out there now that are designed to a make you cry and B make kids think about death. Right. And, and I think that that's cool. And I like a lot of those movies, but I like also I'm like, Hey, is there like 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 Luca for instance I was like this is like zippy and fun and has and all the parents are alive. <laughs> right, and all the parents are alive and it's like fun. You know what I mean? And I weirdly this movie is about a corpse bride. Yeah. <laughs> and is about death very like overtly, but it doesn't feel it's not it's like it's fun. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's it's got a lot of dumb jokes in it like Mr. Bones Jangles and Napoleon Bones Apart. Yeah. And there's uh, you know, telling the dog to play dead and the dog being confused because it's already dead. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just like sh- dumb shit like that, like dad jokes that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, uh, that I really liked a lot. I just like that kind of like fun, goofy mood to a kid's movie. I heard a couple years ago, I heard a interview with, um, the director of, uh, of one of these other movies that I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he was just like on fresh air saying like, yeah, I, I don't consider these movies for children. Like they're not. And I'm like, Oof. you made an animated movie that is like definitely for children. Right. Like it, it drives me up a wall for some reason. <laughs> yeah. That like you would make it, you would like pretend that you have all these like, I don't know. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. I do. I'm saying it a lot. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> Yeah, no, I di- I agree. This movie is for for being a, a movie literally about death and about this like tragic tragic story. Yeah, a murder. Yeah. Uh it is it is weirdly fun and um 
I mean, our kids like it. I don't yeah, know what that's exactly. About exactly. Our kids, exactly. but you know what's funny is that so all the so there's like a little maggot that lives in the corpse bride's eye. Yeah, that is like styled like Peter Lorre and is very funny and like yeah. there's all these like little funny characters, but and they're all like dead and corpses and skeletons and all this stuff, and none of it is actually like scary. Yeah, except for there was so the um. Uh, Johnny Depp is like stuck in the underworld. Victor is stuck in the underworld, and the driver, uh, his family's driver, dies yeah. unexpectedly. And so he, the driver, comes down to the underworld, mm-hmm. and they're at the bar talking. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Mayhew, what are you doing here? Like, give me the skinny about what's going on up up in the uh, overworld." And behind him, <laughs> there's this like demon guy. And we both this time were like, oh, oh like you just, just don't like, notice him, and he's so menacing. He's like, he's like we we got to post a picture. Yeah, we'll post the picture. Remind me. He like looks actually terrifying. Like, yeah, he has, like he's like weird coals for eyes, and like I don't know. I was like, and he's like slightly out of focus because right. in the background it's so and creepy, just, like looming menacingly. It's very funny. I don't know. Um, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm trying to read this note, and then I realized what it says. It says. In many ways, the dead are more full of life than the living, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. So, good point, Mike. Yikes. Nailed it. Yeah, I don't have a lot of notes for this one. I don't one, either. Because it's I literally like it. just like, yeah, I like it. It's weird. It's funky. It's uh, an interesting story. It's not your, it's a, it's very clearly a fairy tale, but not mm-hmm. a fairy tale that you've necessarily heard before, unless short. You're, you're Russian, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's short, which you love. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I definitely want more from it. Yeah. Like, I want more, but I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, and I like it. Leave them wanting more. Yeah. I've heard that before. Gypsy. <gasps> Tying it back. Yeah. Tying it back. Um, okay. Is it available? It's on HBO Max, man. If you got 77 minutes and you're a Maxinista, get on there. Get on it, Maxinista. Get out of here. Um, all right. I think it's pretty clear. Uh, oh, something we forgot at the top. We've got... Two new rules. Oh, we do. We have two new rules. I totally forgot. We will not be employing them today because I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. But uh, so we have a new rule from our friend Michelle. Two new rules, I think. Right? Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. So we've got one. New new rule number one. Can't decide. Call me and I'll decide for you. And if I don't pick up, call Luke, her husband. Uh, I kind of love that rule. It's a good rule. That if we can't decide... And we just have to call somebody. And then the, the other rule she said, or is that uh, it's Liza's choice who to call or Mike's choice who to call. So Great. I, I love I'm that. adding that to the rules list. I love so that. If we I can't decide, one of the many rules is that we will that we will pick randomly is that we will call Michelle. Yes. Great. To love it. make the decision for us. I love it. Uh, so thank you. We will not be needing the rules this time, I don't think, unless you're about to surprise me and say that we need to keep I Know Who Killed Me. No, I don't think we need. I mean... I, I have don't... like a little, a little, a little, ooh, because it's not readily available. And it's weird. It's a weird one. Right. Like I could see, I could see being to someone like, you need to watch this. This is weird. Right. Like, it, like it, it, it gets a point for, uh, you know... Looking at our collection as a whole, right? Yeah. Um, and it would go under the category of, this is fucking weird, but 
you can't see it anywhere. You know? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Also, you know that blooper reel isn't anywhere else. No, definitely not. Oh, no, am I talking myself out of knowing which one we're keeping? No, we're going to keep Corpse Bride. Yeah, we're going to keep Corpse Bride. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I know who killed me. Uh, guess you didn't know that we were going to kill you. Oh! You nailed it. You nailed we it. We don't have the twin stigmata. No, we don't. Um, you nailed it. Thank you for your service. We will be getting rid of you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shall we pick this next mashup? Let's do it. Pew, pew, pew. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 781. 781 is from 1991. Man in the Moon. <gasps> That's a fave fave. Yes, I've never seen it, so... Wait, you've never seen it? No. Why did I think we watched it? Me, it's possible that we watched it sometime, like, 20 years ago, but I don't remember. Oh, that's exciting. Great, I love it. Guys, it... Oh, little baby Reese Witherspoon. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I'm so excited. Man in the moon. I'm so excited! Okay. Yeah. All right, let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 454. 454 is from 2013. Frozen. (laughs) Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Never watched it. We could record that right now (laughs) because I have seen it a billion times and I've seen the stage show. I've seen multiple other stage shows in Disney World based upon it. Ridden rides, given <laughs> the Frozen dressed up uh, for Halloween. Yeah. All right. Man in the Moon versus Frozen. Frozen. Great. Sure. I don't know what the first one's about, and I <laughs> am know, overly familiar. Yeah, I'm overly familiar with the second one. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for you to watch Man in the Moon. It's it's a it's a, I think it's a fun movie. Great. I love a fun movie. <laughs> you know me. Mr. Fun Movie, they call me. I love them. I can't get enough of them. All Great. right. Great. You guys, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta. We got the Twitter. We got the Gmail. We got the World Wide Web. And I hope that you uh, don't have twin stigmata. Yeah. that's That sounds good. Yeah. I hope you don't have that. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yep. All right. Come back next week and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. Okay. That'll do. (laughs) If it says... Uh, steamy and erotic. Don't say erotic.